This is your Startup Community Podcast. Hi, I'm Brad Feld. Hi, I'm Ian Hathaway. I'm Chris Hively, and your host. Your Startup Community Podcast is for any startup community enthusiast hoping to grow your local ecosystem. This podcast has something for every ecosystem actor, whether you're an economic development leader, serial entrepreneur, a co-working coordinator, an angel investor, a corporate executive, or a university researcher. Basically, everyone who cares about your community and the startups within. If we do our job right, there should be something tangible for you to take away and apply to your journey as soon as tomorrow. In this episode of Your Startup Community, we're going to explore the role of government. One of the most discussed and dare I say even debated topics is the role of government. Some believe you cannot get the proverbial ball rolling without a strong and active government. While some argue that government is ill-informed and just gets in the way. So which is it? The answer is of course that everyone has a role to play in a successful ecosystem, even the government. But how do you find the line between enabling and stifling? That is the challenge. Today we're going to discuss our thoughts on the best ways government and their staff can identify and execute a set of strategies and tactics that best support entrepreneurs. As always, Ian Hathaway and I will set up the topic and then we'll be followed by two guests who will talk about their role working with their governments and their startup communities. We'll finish up with Brad, who will weigh in on what he has heard from us all, fix things we broke, augment things he heard, and generally provide us some more context about how you and your peers can accelerate your startup community. Let's get started. Today, we're going to kick off uh, the idea of what role can government play and your startup community or entrepreneurial ecosystem. Let me just start with a really simple question. Is there a role for the government to play in startup community building? Absolutely. Government plays many critical functions. Oftentimes it's not the role many government officials want that to be, but I feel like we have some useful tips and lessons that we can share um, that policymakers everywhere can can adopt and, and more effectively support entrepreneurship. I'm sure Brad will weigh on in this later, but one of the things in the evolution from start a community to start a community way was the idea of this kind of leader and feeder and then what you came to next. And just talk a little bit about what that accidentally created or the notion it accidentally created in startup communities and how we tried to readdress that in startup community way. In startup communities, Brad sort of said, look, there's leaders and those must be entrepreneurs and everyone else is a feeder. Some people didn't like that phrasing because it felt like it was a one up, one down. Really what he meant was, is that they're different. These are different roles. Uh, we, we added a third category in the startup community way called instigators, which I actually credit to you and Matt Helt, I believe. It's this function of people who aren't aren't active entrepreneurs or who may never have been entrepreneurs, but play these critical roles. They really understand the, um, the process of bottom-up community building. They, they have a pulse uh, on the entrepreneurs in their community. They understand what the needs are. They may work for some of these feeder organizations like a government, like a university, um, and they play critical roles by servicing the entrepreneurship community and helping those institutions be more relevant in how they engage with startups. So I'm sitting here and I'm probably sitting in some economic or commerce role in the federal or state government, maybe local even. 
And uh, I've either been assigned or I've shown interest in helping to support my local startup community or entrepreneur ecosystem. What's the mindset that I should take? Because um, I want to help. Uh, what things should I kind of not do and what things should I focus on and and how do I kind of reprogram my brain to be as effective as possible? The first step is to is to show up and to start to understand how entrepreneurs and how the entrepreneurship community are functioning. This isn't like making a decision to, you know, expand a commercial zone or build a new school where the outcome is very clear, right? And you're in control of the resources, you know, the the inputs to production. Spend time with the community. Understand what the needs are. Understand where, where the successes and failures are occurring. The entrepreneurs are very good at figuring out what's useful and what's not and follow that leadership to first understand what's relevant and then begin to think about how you can strategize to help fill gap. That's a perfect segue into my next question, which is governments like to establish, like to create. You know, they put buildings up and holes in the ground and all those kinds of things. But this is different. Um, besides showing up, what are some of the other ways you can do as a government leader to support existing organizations? I think there's some principles here. The first I would say is take a broad lens. Um, so one of the things that we've seen in our work in Taiwan, for example, is that the government has decided that they will not be the implementer of the policy, right? The policy was we want more high tech or tech-enabled startups, we think private actors should deliver what those services are, right? We're gonna set the vision and the strategy, but we're gonna let others do the implementation. And we're not just gonna pick one actor to do all of this work that has close ties with the government. We're gonna actually bring in multiple actors, many of them international, some of them local. The second thing I would say is this framework we have called um, Seven Capitals in the book. It's about explaining all of the things that are valuable in a startup community. It's not just financial capital, only governments can control, such as our regulatory environment, right? Our system of laws, uh, stability in our markets. Um, these are things that only governments can do. Governments also play a critical role in, in developing talent through our educational system. So while I understand the allure of governments playing a very active role in um, you know, sort of moving down the value chain and getting really involved with startup community activities, startup programming, and so on. My plea would say would be first to make sure that you're doing the things that only the government can do. Make sure you're doing those well first. Um, and look to the private markets, look to the existing market participants to deliver uh, more of that arm's length sort of programming and, and support for entrepreneurs. When we work outside the U.S., we find in some places that there are policies that are extremely inhibiting entrepreneurship. Um, and I think about in some of the places we worked in Latin America where they have a policy that you, you, you cannot start a company until you get a license and it would take six months to get a license. And if that isn't a friction to, to entrepreneurship, I don't know what it is. So if we can riff for a few seconds on why there are national or state regional policies that can be extremely inhibiting and um, where to look for kind of best practices. 
many countries make it difficult to incorporate a business. They make it really difficult and punitive to wind down a business. Um, tax policy can actually be beneficial more, more so than people want to recognize, particularly on capital gains side. So uh, by reducing capital gains taxes, it's not just um, something that's a benefit for investors. It's actually a huge benefit for the entrepreneurs because it increases the value of the upside. To kind of wrap that up is to say, do the things that, that only the government can do, do them well, and recognize that this is really about, you know, a global marketplace for talent. So develop your local talent through education and, and make sure that your immigration policy is friendly to the types of people who can build great companies and drive economic prosperity in your community or your country. We've been talking to my good friend and collaborator, Ian Hathaway, co-author of The Startup Community Way, and a longtime researcher and policy enthusiast about the role of government. Now let's bring in a couple guests who are startup community leaders who have experiences in building their startup community and get their take on why and how the government can play a positive role. So today we're going to talk about the role of government in startup mm -hmm. communities and entrepreneurial ecosystems. And, uh, you know, one of the things I've observed doing this role within Techstars and, and growing this entrepreneurial ecosystem services that we have is I've talked to everyone all over the world and governments are really getting involved, federal governments especially, and mm -hmm. wanting to understand how to diversify their economy and understand that they need to find ways to support entrepreneurs. You've been in Iceland 14 years. You've been doing this for 10-ish years as community builder or enthusiast or champion. Tell me about this, tell me about uh, your first contact and how you kind of started working with the government and the role the government has played in Iceland. I mean, you know, Iceland is a small country. So I think one of the big uh, advantages uh, in a country small as Iceland is access. You can get access to anybody. And of course, if you want to go meet the president, you can. All you need to do is go to the president's house and you knock on the door and usually he doesn't open the door, but they will open the door and you say, I want to meet the president. And if he's there, he'll say, oh, come on over. I think governments play a very important role because they set the tone of the general public in terms of what's important, what's not important. Most of the time, government takes the cue from the public to kind of set the tone. So governments have to play a role in understanding that part and say, you know what, world has changed. We just need to kind of look at this and say what kind of map we need to plan out. By the mm -hmm. way, government are big resource allocators, right? I mean, that's what it is, especially in a country like Iceland or in the Nordics where government set the agenda. So I do believe they play an important role. And if I look back into the whole journey of Startup Iceland and building the community here, um, I don't think we would have had as much success as we did if we, if our government wasn't as open-minded about it. Um, I, when I wanted to do the Startup Iceland event, I reached out to the president because I used to know him from my banking days. And he, you know, long story short, uh, he immediately accepted to open the event. You know, that, that was an important uh, signal, right? The fact that he showed up, made the government take notice. I reached out to uh, the prime minister and the finance minister. They all were very encouraging to new ideas and new ways of doing something. But for them to prepare themselves to actually support in tangible ways, that takes time. I think that's, uh, that's the nature of how uh, the government's role are. But I can say that it took us maybe a decade, but 
I think now, I think Iceland is like primed for everything that they are doing to support founders in the, in the COVID world. Um, well, you mentioned Startup Iceland and circa 2012, I believe, and you all but knocked on the president's door and said, I'd like to talk to the president. So um, the government, let me kind of, you know, overly simplifying kind of and summarizing. So the government was accessible to you and they were willing to listen. At this stage, they weren't leading anything, nor do I believe in the discussions we've had, they've ever led anything, but they've been an awesome support of existing things on the ground. You right. had some credibility and trust. You walked in with relationships that you had already and you said, I want to try to help something. And so I think uh, without kind of, again, oversimplifying this, one of the roles can play is just supporting kind of other activities and ventures and not feeling yeah. like it does in many other ways that it has to lead. Yeah. How, did that, how has that played out? And give me a couple examples of that in Iceland. They actually, they actually supported a number of uh, existing initiatives, and they actually went a little bit further than that. The Minister of Innovation and Industry, she actually formed a council. The council consisted of founders, entrepreneurs, investors, local uh, people who were doing this to actually advise her on what is the way that we should move forward. So they actually did some internal studies. They actually went and uh, did some data analysis. The ministry did a lot of work to actually say, you know what, I think innovation is not something that would be nice to have. It's a must have for Iceland as a country. And they figured that out by actually inviting some of the startup community operators and founders who are building companies and who some of them have been successful. They, they brought them in and they basically listened to them and said, okay, tell us more. Why, why do you think it's working in those places? And I think you need to have kind of like a government that is open to that, right? I think it's, it's, it's hard to go and try to convince governments about anything. I just think, you know, they have their own agendas. Uh, but if you can make it relevant to their agendas, then they usually take notice, but they don't have to lead. What they need to do is to just help those who are actually already doing the work and just say, you know, what do you need? Tell us what you need. And usually, you know, the answer is not always money. So uh, I'm, a, um, I'm an economic development person, a commerce <laughs> person, an innovation, you know, government yeah. official, bureaucrat. And I either been tasked or I'm getting motivated to try to help the startup community, the, the entrepreneurial ecosystem. I have motivation. I got all the resources of the government um, behind me, whatever that is. Rattle off some advice that you'd give to someone in my position. The, the most obvious thing that comes to me is to actually meet founders and understand you know, what their world is. And I think if you, if you take that effort, I think you'll learn what needs to happen. Usually it's about bringing people together and trying to collectively help each other move forward. And government is actually quite good at doing that. It actually serves their purpose. Some of the bureaucrats I've worked with, they've been fabulous. They've been amazing magicians behind the scene. So the trick for an entrepreneur is to find those people and try to see if you can influence them. And I think it's a, it's a two-way, it's kind of like a dance, right? You got to do it both ways. It's not one way. And I, as a founder, just sit here and wait for the government to do something. And the government cannot sit on one place and say, oh, founders, what startup community? I don't know what we're doing. It's about coming together. It's just bringing people together. 
that's why I'm a big believer, at least in the, as the Boulder thesis in the startup community way talks about, you know, bringing people together in a room. It's hard work. You got to go and, you know, turn every stone and have all those hard conversations and be patient because results take time. And uh, I don't know, at least uh, as I've seen it, uh, you got to have, you got to have the patience to keep pounding every day like a founder, like an entrepreneur, you know, guess what? Some days are good, some days are bad, but you wake up the next day and say, I'm going to go at it again. And hopefully it turns out better. I met our guest today in 2017, very early in our, in our ecosystem development practice. Gonzalo and his instigation partner, Andreas Benavides, asked me to come speak at their conference in Lima, Peru. Oh, I show up having any expectations of what I was gonna see. And I was completely blown away to stand on that stage with 700 people listening, you know, on a beach in this crazy kind of bubble-like event space. And the energy in that place over those two days was palpable. And I was just totally surprised. Um, since then, guys, I've visited Lima uh, three times, spending about four weeks in total in 2016 and 2017, diving into the community, getting to know founders, investors, corporations, and government leaders. Today, we're talking about government's role in a developing ecosystem, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Chris. So happy to be talking to you and uh, getting to know more about uh, the ecosystem development, uh, not only in Latin America, but all around the world. Yeah, we are a kind of a close tribe and then we all want to learn and be curious about what others are doing. So let's kickstart this and just ask a very simple question. What, what, is a role, what is the role that a government or a government employee, staff, executive, bureaucrat, whatever word, um, can play in the startup community? What kind of role do you see as the best way for them to play a role? Well, there has to be a role, very fundamental role uh, for government because uh, that's where a lot of the beginning, the foundations are, are, are put together. Uh, I think there's a role for uh, investment, uh, so, some kind. Uh, uh, I think there is a role in pursuing and, and, and fomenting the immigration part uh, where you can bring upon uh, entrepreneurs from other places into your ecosystem. Uh, uh, of course, the role in education, uh, in, in, in supporting education uh, around entrepreneurship and, and innovation. And there might be a role as a customer uh, that doesn't work that well here in Latin America, but there might be a role there. So uh, I'm taking a lot of, lot of pointers from, uh, from when uh, you guys have shared uh, all across the Techstars community and uh, a bunch of blogs that uh, are around there. But uh, Definitely, there is a role. Uh, you have to carefully try to put it together and not be too interventionist and, and, and become like the, the, the coordinator of everything because you know governments have a lot of money um, usually. Uh, but if you overuse them, you, you might kill some of the other ideas and, and, and uh, initiatives that might come up from the private side. So when did you uh, join uh, the government in Peru and how, how did they reach out to you and say, Gonzalo, we'd, love, we'd, we'd need your help here? I had been working in the startup ecosystem. I didn't know that it was 
there was a thing as an ecosystem when I was started working in there, uh, like from 2008. So I joined government in 2016. So there was eight years of practice of being uh, involved in the ecosystem before I joined government. Um, and uh, so I was, I first instigated like the first uh, angel investment community in 2008. Uh, with some support from multilateral uh, funding. Uh, and then a corporation came up and set up an accelerator. So I joined that corporation. So I went into the, like the corporate side of uh, investing in startups. Uh, and then uh, education. So a university, UTech, uh, came out and they wanted to set up some kind of entrepreneurial program. So I, I joined them and I created UTech Ventures, which is an accelerator. In that meantime, government in Peru was trying to support uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, and they, the first contact I got with them was maybe around 2011 when they uh, visited me at, the, at this corporate accelerator and they asked, hey, how do we do this? How can we support this kind of thing? Uh, I, I give them, gave them some pointers. Before we go on, do you remember what some of those pointers were? Because this is the part that's really important yeah. for anybody who's sitting in a government economic development role. Don't be the accelerator. Support accelerators. Don't like. Don't be the investor. Support the investors. I, I think that that's what I told them uh, because I was sure, and they were sure that they did not know how to invest in startups. Because at that time, uh, I don't think. I even knew how to invest in startups. Uh, and uh, this is a, a thing that you learn and learn uh, more so every, every year. So one of these entrepreneurs that I helped in this corporate accelerator uh, in 2011, I think, became the minister of production in 2016. And uh, so he called me, he's like, hey, I need, a, I need help. Uh, in doing this innovation part. I, I, I took that opportunity and I went into government and did that for like almost three years, uh, which was, which felt much more than three years when you're in government. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm laughing and, and uh, you know, I, one of the things I've thought about is that I can't see anything more awkward than an entrepreneur in government or a government in, in entrepreneurship. And they seem to be two of the more opposite ends of mindset and thinking. And yet we started off this podcast saying how important it is that these things come together. Let's thank that guy who, who knew enough to talk to you early on and, and learn and listen to you and then turn around a year or a couple of years later and say, come, come help me do that. Um, one of the things I find as I've been all around the world and, and talked to many, many in government, I mean, by definition, government's typically a kind of top-down command and control, right? Engineer certain outcomes. And you know, our thesis in the startup community way and, and others and our writings and our thought leadership is that that's actually the complete opposite of what you should do. Tell me how you tried to influence um, kind of the mindset inside government over those three years. Oh man, that's a good one. Uh, first, I would say talk to the, to the, the actors that you're trying to help. Uh, so talk to the entrepreneurs get some insights from them. What, what worked for them? What didn't work for them? What's, you know, what's the bigger hassle that they need to, to go over? Uh, because I think the experience I had in being 
part of the ecosystem and being running an accelerator that got funding from government, that gave me a lot of insight on what should change for, for these kind of actors and for the next generation of, of actors. So I think that's, that's key, you know, and, and it's, you know, talk to your customer. They, they are your customers. So, you know, uh, you need to, to understand them and be able to facilitate and not listen to all the rules that, you know, deep state is going to tell you, no, you can't do that because this is how, it well, but these guys need this. Uh, how are you uh, going to, if we, if we don't change that, we cannot do this. So we need to change that. Yeah, but that cannot be changed. No, yes, it can. Because yes, it can. No, and, and you have to push, 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 push. Persistence. Uh, persistence. Yeah, definitely. Because no, you can't do that. That's so easy to say. And in, 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 a, in a bureaucracy uh, office, in a bureaucratic office, uh, that's very common. And that's the most common thing that happens. No, you can't do that. And you will keep your job and nothing will happen. Uh, but if you really want to do some change, make some changes and, and make some progress in your ecosystem or whatever field you're, you're working in, you need to push those bottoms and, and push the limits and not be afraid of, you know, you might make a mistake. Uh, yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, don't get in trouble, but uh, try not to get in trouble, maybe a little bit of trouble and then you ask for forgiveness after that. No? We've just heard from two of my favorite community builders, Bala Kamalakaran of Reykjavik, Iceland, and Gonzalo Villaran of Lima, Peru, about the role of government and what that means to them and the ways in which they have influenced behavior in their communities. Now let's bring in Brad to bring us home and share his final thoughts. So Brad, we've heard from Ian and Gonzalo in Lima, Peru, and Bala in Iceland about the role that government can play in a startup community and entrepreneurial ecosystem. What are some of the good ways that government and government actors more specifically can support entrepreneurs? There, well, there are a number of specific tactical things that they can do, which I'm sure you know others uh, talk about and are highlighted in the book. I think there's a very simple philosophical thing that anyone in government should carry around with themselves when they're engaging with entrepreneurs and specifically with the startup community. And it comes back to the singular goal of the startup community, which is to help entrepreneurs succeed. And so individuals in government, when they are working with entrepreneurs and trying to be positive forces in the startup community should ask themselves the question in advance of taking actions on things, will this help entrepreneurs succeed? And if someone in government applies them, it may sound a little you know, corny to do, but if you, if you apply it, you'll realize that the answer to that question with a number of the initiatives that you're considering is going to cause you to come up short and say, hmm, this initiative this way does not necessarily help entrepreneurs succeed. Every economic development person I've ever talked to in government, whether it's local, city, state, or federal, national government, when I ask them for their top five list of things they do in their role, 
uh, for economic development. And I always ask it in the context of entrepreneurship. What are the things, you know, top five things in your role you're doing for entrepreneurs in your constituency? A hundred percent of the time I've asked that question, one of the top five things is create more jobs. When I hear that, I have a variety of responses, but one of them is uh, if I put myself in the shoes of an entrepreneur, I don't need help from the government creating more jobs. That's actually an outcome of what I as an entrepreneur do. So I solve that person's need or role or goal or initiative through the mere fact of me being successful, but them as somebody in economic development creating more jobs does not help me be successful. When you turn it around like that and say, all right, well, what, do, was, what does the entrepreneur need to help me, the person in economic development, help them to create more jobs? There's a very long list of things that somebody in city, state, or national governments can do to do that. It has to do with education, recruiting, training, benefits, keep going, right? And so there are very tangible things that can be done to help the entrepreneur create more jobs, which then does the thing that government is trying to accomplish. I just encourage anybody in government at any point to think that way and I know that in a lot of cases, it's not natural. And that's been one of the challenges, I think, with government engaging with startup communities. And it's one of the reasons why when I wrote the book, or the first book in 2012, I kind of punted on it. I sort of said, you know, the goal of government to, should be to do no wrong. Like, just don't screw it up when they're interested in engaging with and helping the startup community succeed is to become a participant in the startup community as a part of their role. So instead of showing up and thinking of themselves as government, they show up and think of themselves as Mary or Scott or Jim or, you know, Martha or, you know, whomever, whatever their name is. And uh, in that context, then participate as an individual participant in the startup community, even though they are part of a government agency or government structure. It's the same thing that somebody in a corporation should do. They represent their exactly. corporation, but they show up as an individual and participate as an individual. Let me flip the conversation for a second. And one of the things that you and I both noticed and you address in the book is the temptation to rely on government to be the leader. And, and if it, that over-reliance has actually negative outcomes and, and impact. Um, can you elaborate more on that? Yeah, I, I don't ever think it works for government to be the leader of the startup community or the entrepreneur ecosystem. Um, I think there are lots of situations where governments <coughs> have tried. I think there are some stories historically of governments who did very specific things, usually national level governments, you know, country level governments. Um, that had meaningful impact because of the way they allocated money and spent money over a period of time. But over a long period of time, that's not sustainable. It doesn't actually create vibrancy. And what you find is that those governments in a lot of ways would 
almost be better served if they took the same amount of dollars and the same amount of resource and the same amount of energy and instead tried to deploy it and manage it top down, instead looked to the entrepreneurs, looked to the other actors in the system and deployed it through them. Enabling them, supporting them. That's right. And yeah. you know, there, there are great examples of, uh, of country level governments who provide real support of entrepreneurial activity. Um, and you know, sometimes that support may feel to entrepreneurs a little heavy-handed, but oftentimes it's not. Um, there's a lot of good examples, interestingly, from Canada, of in and and it's it's you know Canada as a country, but also the different states um, or provinces where people have thought uh, carefully about how to link those two together, um, where it's been very very effective over a long period of time, but not because it's being managed by the government, but because the government is a very active participant. And I'll just underscore that word again. Participant doesn't have a boundary. Yeah. You can play a leadership role as a participant without having to lead or control. One of my our first uh, engagements was with a place called Kelowna, British Columbia, that most people have never heard of, 150,000 people. And British Columbia as a province just supported that city. It was one of the most collaborative and that's exactly the role he played is more of an enabling support. Like who are the people that are experts? And let me put some oomph and some wind behind their efforts um, to the betterment all, as opposed to me coming in and saying, let me do what, you know, flex my big government muscles. So uh, I've seen it play out myself that way. There's a there's an arc for you between startup communities and startup community way about uh, what to do with government. And as you and I have been involved over the last few years, there's a lot more interest from federal, provincial, state governments to get involved and help out. You know, rattle off. We talked a little bit in the beginning about one of these tactics, but rattle off just um, two or three kind of mindset things that. Uh, a new government official listening to this podcast can grab a hold of and say, here's, here's a couple of things I should do um, tomorrow and, and starting with that kind of mindset. Yeah, first, first is show up with, where the entrepreneurs show up, actually engage with them on their turf rather than summon them to your turf. I just strongly encourage that. Show up and be with your constituents who are entrepreneurs rather than selectively bring them to you. Um, second philosophical shift is, Recognize that there's an emotionally adversarial dynamic almost by definition because government and entrepreneur, people who are entrepreneurs and people who work in government or elected officials, not always, but often have a different frame of reference and the things that motivate and stimulate them are different. You know, for some elected officials who have been entrepreneurs, it's another part of their journey. But for the vast majority of people who work in government, um, and even for the vast number of elected officials, they're not entrepreneurs. However, uh, that doesn't mean that there has to be functional conflict. It doesn't mean that you start from an oppositional perspective. Um, the more local you get, generally speaking, also, I think the more aligned people are with their goal, which is to make the place we live better. Totally. Now, how you make the place you live better may 
vary depending on, on who you are and what your value systems and what your beliefs are and what you think works and doesn't work. But coming at it from the perspective that your foundational goals are more similar than they are different. And then exploring, this is the last, is exploring openly and collaboratively how to make progress because entrepreneurs generally are looking to make progress quickly and they're very active in terms of identifying problems and solving them versus studying them, pondering them, avoiding them, passively delaying, passively avoiding, et cetera. So engaging in that interaction. And then it leads to something that I don't want to end on something that sounds pejorative, um, but, but it's very important, which is setting appropriate expectations and then following through. It's more important to set appropriate expectations, again, so that people know what the reality is and can plan accordingly. This is a great idea, Brad. There is no way with our current you know, administration or our current this or my current priorities that this is going to happen in the next 12 months. Okay, like that doesn't make me mad at you. Right. Um, but it's way worse if you say, yeah, I'm going to make this a priority. And then I don't hear from you for 15 months and then nothing happens. Now I'm like, oh, that person doesn't do anything. Right. right so right. It's, it's, it's just be more open about that dynamic. In this episode of Your Startup Community, we have discussed the role of government and how each individual's and their programs can either enhance or create friction within a startup community. One of the most common pieces of advice from our guest today involved getting to know your entrepreneurs first before deciding what programs best support those same entrepreneurs. Sounds obvious, right? We also heard that we should find ways to enable or support existing programs as opposed to launching a new government-led program as those programs or leaders have advantages that outweigh what you bring as a government staffer. And lastly, Brad and Ian and I firmly believe that great startup communities provide room for everyone to play a role, as long as everyone puts the needs of the entrepreneur first. Until next time, I am Chris Hively, your host of Your Startup Community.